Hello and welcome to the first Village Cricketer podcast with myself, the host Josh Withers, and I'm joined by former Brackley second team captain and reverse sweeping legend James Hollyoak. Thank you. And also Brewood Cricket Club's answer to Dominic Bess, although that might be doing his batting a disservice. Matthew Conroy. Hello there. Um, we are, well, we're a few hours away from the squad announcements finalised. Um, most teams will be, we imagine their preliminary squads will be the answers. However, England's is the big talking point and the one we'll start off with. Who do we reckon we're going to go for? Um, I say we, we're all English. We are unashamedly biased about this whole podcast, so deal with it. Um, Archer in, I assume? Yeah. Archer in, got to be. 100% in. Too quick not to be. Yeah, I think he he just looks absolutely mustard. He looks really, like, I think even in the rained off ODI against Pakistan, Four overs, no maidens, one for six. I think at that point, Morgan was like, that's enough. Don't need to play him anymore. Let's choose which one is the worst. Yeah, um, he's, he's, he's been playing in the big bass for a couple of years and he's kind of proven himself for bowling at the death and bowling under pressure. So it's a no-brainer to put him in. I, yeah, I completely agree. Jim? There are a couple of question marks in the team and I think it's more of a backup players. So you've got your batsman. Your spare batsman. Now, we're presuming James Vince is the selection. It's a question mark whether he really is the best choice or whether he will just keep letting you down. He is the bloke to invite to your funeral. <laughs> <laughs> but your probably other options are David Milan or a young Tom Banton or even a Sam Billings. But I imagine James Vince is probably your best bet. Um, we imagine they will go third choice spinner as well. Uh, that will probably be Liam Dawson, Joe Denley, the sort of batsman who can bowl, and then A another as a potential third option spinner. And then your quicks. I think most of you guys are nailed down, but it's looking with your last backup, which is probably Tom Curran, David Willey, Chris Jordan, those sort of players. Personally, I'd go with David Willey. As a left armour, as a swing bowler, something different to the rest of us. What about you, Conroy? What would be your squad? Yeah, I think that's a, that's a very fair point about David Willey. He's contributed a lot to England over the last four years since the last World Cup. I think he's played about the majority of the one-day games since the last World Cup. So it, it does kind of feel harsh not to include him in the squad. Um, Although if you include Willie, like recently in the last couple of years, he's not really taken many wickets in the first 10 overs. And as someone who seems like a, a liability at the death and doesn't really bowl in the middle, that's sort of got to be his, got to be his go-to, doesn't it? I feel like you sound like a Lancashire fan uh, rather than an England fan. Because <laughs> uh, I've seen David Willie bowl very well at the death quite a few times. Um, but there's a lot of good options available. Chris Wilkes, Mark Woods, Joshua Archer, they're all good, all good bowlers ahead of him. So it's a very difficult decision. I'm just not sure who you'd pick Curran or Jordan ahead of out of the others, whereas there might be a time and a place to pick Willie. Yeah, I guess if it's massively overcast and 
could be a bit of drizzle around, you think, who do you want the new ball? And Willie is question. I like I like Tom Curran's big game. He just seems he just seems to have a temperament there. I think if I wanted a bowler, needed a wicket in a World Cup semi-final, say, I'd throw the ball to Tom Curran over David Willie. I actually I put my my squad on Facebook yesterday, which obviously is the place where you put it and assume you won't get any abuse. Within five minutes, I was told it was an absolutely horrendous squad, which I thought was a bit extreme. So I just put Dawson in for Denley and uh, Archer in for Archer in for Willie. I had Willie out actually, um, but yeah, apparently it's a horrendous squad. Won't won't win anything with Liam Dawson in there. I assume he won't have to play, so it shouldn't be an issue. <laughs> uh, the big one, like you were saying, Jim James Vince, the pretty thirties, and then. Just keep a slip in, and at some point he'll give it to you. It is Alex a good Hales. 30, right? Alex Hales, is he the biggest moron in cricket? I mean, a World Cup, World Cup coming around, and your team is pretty, pretty darn good. You've won most of your games. Like that, how do you get banned? How do you get caught twice? Like once is bad enough. To get caught a second time is absolutely mental and I have no sympathy for him. I heard he likes the winter weather a bit more, especially <laughs> with snow conditions, but I think for legal reasons we probably can't say that. <laughs> it's just madness. Like I feel sorry for Sam Billings, who's been a part of the part of the four years, but obviously with his dislocated shoulder has slid him from from contention. Um, but yeah, I think Vince is the only one. His 190 against, I think, Gloucestershire the other week was just him in the squad. Uh, I think the only decision is which, which bowler they're going to have to drop. Mm, I agree, yeah. Um, but I'll be honest, I think it looks a pretty darn good squad. Uh, my concerns... My concerns for a while has been Ben Stokes's form. Um, didn't have a great IPL with bat or ball particularly. Um, and also, first couple of one dayers didn't seem to be doing much. Seems to be batting a lot slower. Although he did his 71 not out did seem to win us the fourth one day. So that was my only concern with our batting. And I think Stokes has calmed me down a little are bit. You, are you proposing front. dropping him there, Josh? I wouldn't drop him. I just want him to score a few more runs a little bit quicker. But I certainly, the sixth bowling option and all round just theatre that Stokes brings, I absolutely wouldn't drop him. I just, well, I don't have anyone good enough to replace him with. Um, but his form with the bat was a slight concern. But that his runs have cheered me up a bit. And I think we can't possibly not win the World Cup. <laughs> We're too good, surely. Um, who beats? Well, you, you look at the um, you look at the like the potential England squad, and you compare it to like the other countries, and really, there's not really much competition. Really, I look at Australia. I don't think they're as good as they were four years ago, and I look at India, and I don't think they're as good as they were four years ago. So, who are the contenders to beat England? Really, I, I'm not sure. For me, England, big favourites, at home, form team, big big players in that team. 
my concern is probably only with the experienced SEMA, probably lacking one, one SEMA that's played lots of games, stands up at big moments or is proven to anyway. But apart from that, they've got the best balance in their squad and no real obvious weaknesses with strong batting, bowling, spinners, keeping, mid-order runs. You've got everything there. Yeah, I think I think England's squad, certainly on paper and in evidence in the last four years, looks looks quality. Right, let's take a brief look at some of the other squads and mention them slightly. But um, Australia, obviously, have Smith and Warner back. They'll probably get a lovely reception, I'd have thought. I imagine they'll get a warm welcome from Holly Stand and. The- <laughs> <laughs> the party stand at Old Trafford, I'm sure they'll be welcome warmly. Yeah, I think I think even batting first at 10.30 before before fans have sunk their fifth pint, they'll probably still be booed to all quarters. I can't can't see anything other than that. Um thing with our squad, it looks like Finch and Finch and Warner are both very good players, as much as Warner we all despise. Uh, Smith is world class, but for me, still bats a little slowly in one day is, um, and they've not played much cricket in 12 months, so it'll take a bit of time to get back. And then I don't see much else apart from Maxwell, is obviously dynamite. Um, the start of the season. Is that because well he's a Lancashire player or just because he's busted? <laughs> it certainly has helped being a Lancashire player. Right. He. he but he hits the ball hard. Um, so if he has a good World Cup, they, that's the only way I can see them being a threat. Um, obviously got Stark and Cummins in the bowling, but you look at getting overs out of Stoyness, out of Dreadful. Damper, out of Colton Isle and Maxwell, and you've got to get 30 overs out of them. Sort of feel like that could be 300 runs and then just take whatever you want off Cummins and Stark and you've probably got more runs than they can chase down. Do you remember when Steve Smith was next Shane Ward? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they'll return to that. <laughs> if Steve Smith bowls in this World Cup, that is a sign of a sorry, sorry Australia side. Bereft of ideas. <laughs> Team. The top three looks brilliant with Finch, Warner, Smith. In mid-order, they've got absolutely nothing from four to seven. They are, I don't think they know who they're going to pick in that four to seven block. No. I like Cummins and Stark, and they're lacking a spinner. I think all top one-day teams need a world-class spinner. And Nathan Lyon is a good test bowler, but he's not a one-day bowler. And Adam Zampa is Adam Zampa. <laughs> And that is being generous to Adam Zampa. I do not fancy this Australia team one bit, but we'll see. They've been so successful, but that is not a good squad on paper. They always turn up to the big tournaments, don't they? They do, however, unfortunately. However, like you rule them out, they always tend to bring their best cricket in knockout tournaments. And I, I still think they'll get to the semi-finals. And who knows? They could they could go to the final. You don't know. It's um, it would be very Australia to have lost twenty two of your last twenty seven ODIs and then just cruise through the World Cup and just oh yeah we're just sort of I knew they were bad but I didn't realise they were that bad. You have just got to remember the addition of Warner and Smith does change that team somewhat. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, so on to India. Um, again, their top three looks mustard. There's no better one-day player probably than Kohli. Um, I think that's widely considered, although most it, uh, cricket fans are Indian, so that's probably why it's widely considered. But his chasing stats are unbelievable. Like, that is a ridiculous amount of centuries to have scored. Um, Bumrah is probably the best one-day bowler in the world, I'd say. he. How anyone bowls like that is mental, but the success and you just can't hit him. It's 10 overs where you think we'd really probably take one for 30 off these 10, um, which leaves you with 30 overs to get, uh, 40 overs to get a score. Um, spinners, although Cody Yadav had a terrible IPL, got dropped. Um, so maybe a slightly with dreadful spinners. Yeah. Well, not the spinners you associate. We grew up with Kumble, Harbhajan, Ashwin. And this is a spinning a country that should produce the best spinners. There aren't any great spinners in this squad. No. Chahal, Chahal looks like he'll do a job. You'd have him in your team. But Kuldeep cool, being dropped in the IPL, which is where a spinner's haven to sort of prove how good you are, and got dropped. So maybe a weak point there. Is Dhoni a little bit over the hill? Um, yes. I'll yes. probably get murdered by most Indians for even suggesting that, but you look at wicketkeeper batsmen around the world, Quinton de Kock, South Africa, you'd have over Dhoni. Joss Butler, obviously, the greatest man alive. I mean, cricketer alive, I meant man. Um, I think most teams wouldn't take Dhoni in their side, which is... A heck, even even Afghanistan, like Shazad, who looks like he'd be too fat for village cricket, <laughs> hits the ball harder and gets his body in the way just as well. Like you doubt whether even Afghanistan might take Tony. That might be a bit extreme, but I think no, this team is just like Australia's. It has a great top order, great seamers with Kumar, Boomer, Shami, but nothing in the middle order batting. They're relying on Dhoni. Shadeja can't bat. Pandya's an end-of-inning slogger. Don't tell me he's an all-rounder. And again, as I said before, they've got no top spinner in this team. It's just, it's odd, this Indian team. It doesn't work. India produce the best players in the world, yet they seem to only have four top batsmen in this squad. I still definitely have them getting semi-final space, though. I think in well, terms of teams going... I think they're too good not to. Their, their good players are exceptionally good and they will carry yeah. the rest of the team. Yeah, you don't need 11 world-class players to win, essentially. If you have five world-class players who perform, you can get by with four very good ones and two who don't really turn up. Yeah, I agree. Why should you had 11 that didn't turn up, like Sri Lanka? <laughs> Don't get... All right, we'll, we'll move on to Sri Lanka now. Is this the worst team to ever turn up to a World Cup? And bearing in mind, we'll get on to the whole World Cup, only 10 teams. I'm including any associate nations that have ever played in a World Cup. They have just appointed their captain who's not played a one-day international in two, three, four years, who's their test captain, and... 
just turned up. Their most explosive batsman didn't make the squad in Dick Weller. Um, they just their squad is mental. It makes no sense. There is their talisman is a thirty-four-year-old. And don't get me wrong, Malinga has done amazing things for cricket, but he does not look like he is in the shape to be able to bowl 10 overs at top speed. He looks like he's sponsored by Michelin right now, doesn't he? Yeah. He's got a big tie around him. He's not looking his best. Ginsters have sponsored him and he is eating those slices like they are going out of fashion. Um, Any views on the the Sri Lanka side, Conroy? You do look at the batting lineup. You just look for Sangakaro, Jai Wardner, Dilshan, Jai Saria. Always great batsmen they have had. They've got none. Yeah, I agree. I, I try and stay positive when I talk about other teams. Um, so I'm not going to say anything about Sri Lanka. <laughs> um, that is probably the way to go. So we'll look at South Africa. Um, you look, they've got Quinton de Kock, who's absolutely gun. Um, and then Rabada, who Rabada's quality, and they seem like they are relying on Rabada and Gidi Stain to do a lot of their work. And Stain's currently injured, and it looks like he won't make the first game against us, which is a bonus. Um, and if you're relying on three players, and one of them's not played in months and is injured and already miss it. That seems a risky tactic. They've got Amler, who will presumably, looking at the squad, open the batting. And at his peak, you'd say he's slightly behind modern times in one-day cricket, and he is well beyond his peak. What, what Jim, talk to us. What, this South Africa side, what, how can it go well? I, I, I might take Matt's lead and just say, if I can't say anything positive, don't say anything at all. <laughs> I like Rabada. I like the cock, but the rest of it looks dreadful. I mean, you've, you've also got the problem with the ageing team. You've mentioned Stain, Dr. Heer, Dumini, Amla, Duplessis are all 34 or older. So here's 40. This team is creaking. There's people like Pretorius. I'm a North Hans fan. He played T20 for us this year. And I thought he was a mercenary county bowler when I saw him. I didn't realise he played international for South Africa. I just, there's nothing good on paper with this South African team. I, I, I can't be positive. I'm trying. I am trying. But Stain's over a hill. Oh, Tahir's over the hill. Dumini's robbed an international career. I mean, there's nothing good to say about this squad. Sorry, South Africa. I think the only thing I would say is I will watch every South Africa game to watch Quinton de Kock back because he is just such a good batsman to watch live. He, he makes stuff happen every single ball. He's, he's kind of the Josh Butler of their team, and that's the biggest compliment I can give him. But, um, yeah, they've got no chance of getting to the semifinals. You say that's the biggest compliment you can give him. I think that's the biggest compliment any, any person can receive at any time. Um, <laughs> it must be someone. Butler of any side. <laughs> Is there anyone in Cape Town listening that can say something positive? Cape Town, Johannesburg, Durban, anyone listening that can say something positive about the South Africa squad for this World Cup? I've got, I've got a South African mate and his, his positive look on was, well, we've always thought Chris Morris is going to be brilliant and he's never quite made it, so maybe he'll just be brilliant now. So, 
<laughs> if you're relying on someone who has never delivered to suddenly become brilliant, sure. What what I find crazy is looking at a lot of a lot of different cricket forums and places. A lot of people have South Africa for top four. That's on the past, surely. That's on past teams. Yeah, got me. Teams that included Pollock, Callis, Donald, Cronier, Gibbs, Klusner, hmm. Paul. Not not this lot. No. De Villiers. <laughs> you have yeah. De Villiers to this team, and it suddenly looks. Like it might do something. Yeah, you you'd have a lot more faith in the middle order rather than Dumini and again Miller, who's never quite done it for them, and yet appears he went for over a million in the IPL the other year, and just has never quite done it for him. Um, so from South Africa on to New Zealand, uh, last year's uh, last tournament's finalists, although have lost. Benji McCullum as their captain since then. Kane Williamson taken over. Conroy, New Zealand, talk to us. Yeah, I, I mean, it's the most New Zealand squad you could ever imagine. Like, there's only really one name that really stands out for me, and that's Kane Williamson. They've got. Would you not say Trent Bolt? Yeah, Trent Bolt. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair, that's a fair comment, I guess. But everyone else, I think, is just average. But they will work their socks off throughout the tournament. And they will give 110 percent, and that's why they will get to the semi-finals. And that's I think I think there's an outside chance of being slightly harsh on Guptill and Ross Taylor. Uh, Taylor's stats in the last couple of years, especially, I think he averages like 60 in ODIs. He averages something insane. Um, I think they've got. I just think they might play their best players strike rates are around 80 whereas you look at other sides strike rates of their best players are 100 110 i think they they are reliant on trying to defend scores that no longer get defended in one day cricket although Lockie ferguson looks rapid um but yeah i mitch santner as your main spinny got ish sodi as well neither of them sort of strike you as World Cup winners, I don't think. And I think spin's going to have quite an effect in this World Cup. I like the squad. I think it's got good balance. They like England squad. It's well balanced. It seems to have all boxes ticked. It's solid batting. I like the seamers a lot. I think they're excellent at Southie, Ferguson and Bolt. I think the spinners are okay. And so do and Santner. They'll get you by. So I don't think this team has too many problems. My only concern is, is it just missing that star quality? That one person you think is world-class will win you the World Cup. I think if you, and you'll probably get sick of it on this podcast for us talking about, but if you added Joss Butler to that side, as Joss someone Butler. who could come in five or six and score you 100 or 50 balls, I think suddenly there is a, a crack inside there. I think you'd struggle getting 20 overs out of, Santner, De Grandholm and Nisham. I think they are 20 overs you will look to attack. Um, but yeah, Matt Henry, Tim Southey, Lockie Fergs, they'll probably only play three of the four of their gun bowlers, but Southey's injured at the minute, so I guess Henry will start and then they'll move on and see what happens there. But Southey is likely to be a key part of that team. Um, but yeah, I think I, I've got them making 
making the semis. I think they're a, they're a solid unit, but maybe just playing, whereas McCullum took them and they were the team that played without fear. Kane Williamson, not not necessarily a Kane, but I just think the players maybe lack the 400s that might be needed on these pitches in England. I think they struggle to have the firepower for that, unless Guptill has a day out each time. Um, which takes us, talking of firepower, onto the West Indies. Chris Gale, Andre Russell, there's, there's some runs. I like the West Indies. I think they're going to get to the semi-final. That's going to be my bold statement for the podcast. I think they've got a lot of good young fast bowlers that could blow teams away. Um, and they've got a couple of very, very good batsmen who could do the damage. So I really like them. I don't know a lot about some of their middle-order batsmen, but I'm sure they will go out and hit the ball hard and have a high strike rate and I go down well in the UK. So, yeah. There's a lot of talk about Puran and Hetmeyer could, could be unbelievable cricketers. Maybe it's a couple of years early for them, but you'd rather it be a couple of years early for them than score five off 60 and be Mahendra Singh Dhoni. Um, so, I, my concern for them is in the field... If you have to hide Russell and Gale for 50 overs, it's a lot trickier than a T20. And can they can they stand up for 50 overs? Like they're great players, but they are like Russell is on one leg before he starts and still manages to wang it down at around 85, 88 miles an hour. Uh, Jimbo, what do you reckon about that? There's parts of this squad I like, but I'm not convinced. You like the all-rounders. They look strong. You like Holder. You like Russell. They look really good on paper. Some of Bassey you fancy. Uh, I always look for that top-class spinner, as I've mentioned before. I'm not sure Nurse is the best spinner out there. But I'm sure he's not the best spinner out there. <laughs> and then again, as you said, it's Chris Gale in the field. Yes, he's a can be on his day. A world-class batsman, but how many runs does he cost you in the field? He just refuses to run. He's like that. Every club will have one. Someone who plays for second team, third team, fourth team. That one bloke who you know will do, score a few runs, but it's absolutely useless in the field. Offers nothing. I just wonder, is Gale more hassle than he's worth? Does he end up costing you 20 runs in the field, even though he might score 50 with the bat? I think well, Holden's Oh, sorry, you go, Matt. I was just going to say, I, th- I think he's worth the, um, the runs he loses in the field because he can potentially score 150 balls and win you the game. And that's, that's just how it can go for him. And absolutely, I think there is the potential for him to win game. The only counterpoint is, does he lose you games as well? If he gets out for a duck, are you suddenly essentially giving the opposition a 40-run head start? And that is a high-risk tactic. And also, coming back to your point on Nurse, uh, Jim, not only is he surely not bowlable, as in a frontline spinner, he's the single worst fielder I've ever seen. And I've watched Monty Panis, our field. He's dreadful. He is garbage. 
And that is forward, being tough on garbage. I look forward to the slip corner of him and Gail then. <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, I, I wouldn't fancy facing West Indies. You feel like they could beat anyone any day, but you feel like they could lose to anyone any day. I think they could, they could easily be semi-finalists. I'm going to watch England, West Indies, and I'm obviously unbelievably excited to be going down to the Aegeus Bowl, um, but feel like it would be a really good game and Gale's got to go early. But, yeah, they're a good side. Um, Bangladesh. I actually, I'll start, I've got them for semi-finals. I don't know why I have them for semi-finals, but I have them in my... I, th- I just... They're not Bangladesh anymore. They're not Bangladesh who you turn up and be. They are a really good side. They are. They win games. Shakib, Tammy McBell, Mumadula, Rizwan. There's a lot of quality players in there. And they they no longer just get rolled over. They regularly win games of cricket. I think they could... If spin comes into play in this tournament, which you expect it will, Bangladesh, they made the Champions Trophy semi-finals. I've got them down. They're my fourth team sneaking in. I can only be positive about Shakib in that, uh, in that Bangladesh squad. I'm not convinced about the rest of them. The fears is not what he was. Tamim doesn't score runs he used to. I'm not that positive. Yeah, I agree with Jim on this. I, I don't think they're going to do anything, to be honest. And that may just be a historic kind of opinion that Bangladesh are just going to turn up and get beaten by everyone. And I haven't watched Bangladesh play a lot of ODI cricket, so maybe you're right, Josh. But in my opinion, they're going to be very low down on the table. Fair enough, Bangladesh. We are, we are conflicted. Afghanistan. Um, had to go through the qualifiers to get here um, and lost their first couple and then just won everything else to qualify. Their spin department, is it the best spin department in the tournament? You've got Majib, Rashid Khan and Mohamed Nabi. Does anyone, would anyone else swap their spin department for them? Maybe England. Rashid and Marin, yeah. Um, I just think if you get a pitch that looks like it's going to be a low scorer and it's slow and low, Afghanistan could bowl any side out for under 200. And then you've got to sort of, you've got to back a side to chase that. I think if you're like, they obviously their batting is not up to the marks of any of the other sides with the exception of Sri Lanka, which are the worst cricket team of all time. Um, which I, I, I think Afghanistan will steal a few wins. I think Rashid will spin them to a few games. I think Shazad at the top just tries to whack everything for six and has a pretty good record of hitting some of them. Um, Majib is a really decent, really tight bowler. You're not going to get him away. And if you can't get him away and you try and attack Rashid Khan, then you're going to... It's not worked out well for too many IPL players. I think Afghanistan could chuck a couple of teams. 
Yeah, for me, it's just Carnum spinners. Rest of them don't get me excited, I'm afraid. Yeah, I think I agree. I think they, they could steal a few wings, they could bowl teams out for 150, and then they're probably just about got enough batting to knock it off. Um, Rashid Khan is the best spinner in the world, in my opinion. He's a different I'd agree. Um, so he could win them games, but they're not going to win enough games to get to the semi-final. They're going to finish seventh or eighth. Yeah, I'd say that's I'd say that's spot on. And then finally, last team who have been over here for a while, just got battered four 0 by England. Pakistan, mercurial Pakistan. <laughs> Does anyone have anything that they think that this team could? It doesn't look like they even know their best team. And if they don't know their best team, surely that's not a good starting point. I like Baba and Amir. Like Baba and Amir, Amir, they're great cricketers. You've always got that unexpected. You don't really know what's turning up. It could be the best 11 players in the world turning up this World Cup, but you're not quite sure. Uh, but then, concerning Pakistan, you've got Yage as some of the players again. You've got Malik and Afiz must have played in every World Cup there's been. They're so old. <laughs> Safra has and Riaz again. Not again. They don't look young. I worry about them, but we'll see. I mean, Amir didn't even make their preliminary squad. They obviously released their squad slightly earlier than England, so Amir is in. And probably is in because he got chicken pox and wasn't able to bowl in the ODIs, so wasn't able to be tonked by the England batsmen. So they've gone, well, he can't do any worse than the rest of them. Um, Babarazam looks absolutely quality. And I think Fakar's a man as well. Always got to be careful how you pronounce his name. Um, he looks good. Imam Al Hack, if he's anything like Inzaman, will just try and run everyone out. So that'll be entertaining. <laughs> um, and cheat. Uh, I just don't think they've got quite enough. I don't think they know who's going to play. Should Ab Khan will be useful coming back into team for him, but. I can't see them making the same finals. I think they'll pick up a few wins and that'll be them. Yeah, I agree. I think they could potentially knock a few teams over, but I don't think they're going to be consistent enough to get into the semi-finals. And obviously this World Cup is different in the fact that every team plays every team. Um, so usually you go to your little group stages and then into a Super 6 or a Super 8 and then get your your tournament from there. What does everyone feel about this? It's same as 1992 where everyone played everyone and I don't think there's been one in this format since. It's quite long. It feels quite dragged out, like some games won't mean anything, but we'll see. At least by the end of it, you should get the best four teams qualifying for a semi-finals. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I, I quite... I quite like the format in terms of you're going to get the best four teams. It's like in when you play a league format of any type, when you play everyone, you're going to get the best four teams in the, in the top four. There's not going to be any you know, teams that are knocked out because they've had one bad game. They're going to have the chance to come back. Um, and as an England fan, I think that's perfect for us because we do have the occasional bad game. <laughs> And it's, it'd be sad to see us getting knocked out of our home World Cup from having one or two bad games. So, yeah, it's good. When you think of iconic World Cup moments, though, you think Ireland beating England in 
2011, teams like Ireland, is it just saying to them that cricket's not for them anymore? I know they've got test status now, but surely the World Cup is the main event. Are we making cricket too exclusive? Like Scotland were a dodgy LBW decision away from being in the World Cup and we wouldn't have even had the West Indies here. Is it too exclusive? I thought you were going to say Netherlands should stick to wearing clogs and growing tulips for a minute there, Josh. But I think it's a bit too inclusive. But we'll see where we go. Um, they're using the argument they'll use the T20 World Cup to include everyone and then this will be the one. So I, I personally think it's okay. Um, the teams could have played. They had the qualifying and didn't qualify. Maybe the only thing I'd change is DRS in the qualifiers because the Scotland LBW decision was one of the worst LBWs I've ever seen. And then rain came and over later and they were out on Duckworth Lewis. Um, but that is, that's a different tale. There is human error in everything. And that is why we love it. Uh, so what we will look at now is who's going to win the tournament? Um, Who's going to win the tournament? Quickly, from everyone, I'm going England. Jim? I'm going England as well. Conroy? Yeah, 100% England are going to win the World Cup. Runners up. 100%. Runners up. I'm going to India. Jim? I'm being boring and saying India as well, I'm afraid. Uh, I'm going to go Australia. England-Australia final, build up to the ashes, absolute scenes. Uh, Semi-finalists, I've got New Zealand and Bangladesh being knocked out. Jumbo? I've got New Zealand and someone else. I think it will be Australia or West Indies. I said before, I don't think Australia up to much. But I think they still might be better than West Indies and the other teams. But we'll see. Uh, Conroy? I think India, definitely, and then either West Indies or New Zealand, probably leaning towards West Indies. Wooden Spoon, Sri Lanka, obviously, no-brainer, Jim. Uh, Afghanistan. Conroy? Um, I'm going to say Bangladesh. Making semi-finals, mate, so that's incorrect. <laughs> Early doors. Top run scorer. I've gone on Johnny Bairstow. Jimmy? I'll go Virat Kohli. He's the main man. Conroy? Uh, it's Josh Butler, obviously. No brainer. Loves runs. Loves runs. So, top wicket taker. Um, I'm going Adil Rashid. I think spin will play a big part. And England are brilliant. Jim? I think spin will play a big, big part, but I'm going Rashid Khan. I think whole of Afghanistan are reliant on him and he will therefore be their leading wicket taker. Conroy? I think Jeff Archer. I think he's got the X factor. He bowls 90 mile an hour. He can bowl at the death. He's going to take a lot of wickets for me. I think I said, I think I said to you, Conroy, in the week, I said, I think Butler and Archer will win us this World Cup, but Johnny Bairstow will win player of the tournament for sheer stats. Um... Which brings us to our last feature, um, and will be a weekly feature, bets we've put on. Um, I 
refuse to bet on England because I don't want to be the reason we don't win the World Cup. Um, so I've bet on, because I hate him so much, David Warner to be top run scorer. So I'm at 20 to 1. Um, I think that could be... He just... He loves being the villain, doesn't he? He loves to be hated. You've picked a villain, all right. Um, yeah, hate. I hate that I did it, but I think it could happen. Um, anything from you, boys? Anything you've put your money on? Um, I wouldn't bet on England ever. So if I was going to put a bet on, um, I'd bet on Kane Williamson for top run scorer. I think he's going to be consistent throughout the whole tournament. And I do think New Zealand will probably just about get to the semi-final. So, yeah, that'd be my bet. If there was a bet on guiding 400 runs down to third man, I think Kane Williamson will win it instantly. I thought he would have paid out by now, definitely. <laughs> Jumbo, what have you bet on? Uh, again, I've tried to stay away from betting recently. I do fancy England. Yeah, I don't really want to put money on England. So, if I was a betting man, it would be England. But I can't do it. Well, let's hope we get a sponsorship deal with Paddy Power or others. Paddy Power, like, just give us a bit of money. We'll all bet on stuff and see what happens. Um, I also also gone on Boomer to be top wicket taker because apparently in my logical thinking of what will happen, I've only put England players and refused to bat on them. So I've gone on Warner and Boomer. Um, Boomer is just really good, isn't he? My only concern with that, and the same, Jim, with your top wicket taker with Rashid Khan, is he's so, they're so much the best bowler in their team. I fear teams might just try and play him out and score their runs off the others. But if you're that good and he bowls at the death, you might have to try and slog him. Um, and I think that is all for this week's podcast. We've We've talked the teams, we've talked, we've talked through our squads, we've talked through the new World Cup format, we've talked through who's going to win, that we know Sri Lanka are going to lose, that the World Cup may as well not happen because we know it all. So I'm excited, I can't wait. Um, are you all going to be watching the first game? Obviously, it's weekday, so that doesn't lend itself for the working man. Uh, Jimbo, watching the first game, England-South Africa. I have a job, I'm afraid. Might catch the end of it. Come right. Yeah, I'll be at work, but I will be watching on my phone at work, 100%. Um, just to confirm for the audience, Matt Conroy works in a hospital, saves lives, and while saving lives, we'll be watching Joss Butler score runs, so that's important. I'm actually out in Sweden for it, um, but I have a day off. So fortunately for me, the Swedish government allows supermarkets to sell alcohol at a percentage under 3.9%. So the champers when we win will be mostly sparkling water. And to that, we look forward to it. So I will see you all next week. Well, our next podcast will be after the South Africa game for the initial reaction and the joy at England winning as long as South Africa is bad, as Jumbo say they are.
Thank you for being here. Jimbo, to you I say goodbye. Goodbye. Sorry, South Africa and Sri Lanka. And Conroy, to you I say save some lives, watch some cricket. Go well. Cheers. <laughs>